I mean, I'm usually right, but that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Never, no way. Let's go back. Don't share that story. Hang on, did I go too fast? You just jumped to purpose, which is you. You're what a visionary. I see your I'm connection a- here. <laughs> Love or work. Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. And today we have something different, don't we? Yeah, a little something different we're gonna share with you. Yes, it was my first talk ever. Yeah. You're you're a big speaker now. No, I've never done it before. People are calling. They want you to speak. It's kind of a bit, you're kind of a big deal. No, see, I don't usually do this. I'm kind of like behind the scenes, running around, you know, taking out the trash, you know, things like that is what I do. Taking (laughs) out the trash. Really? That's your, that's your thing? Just like. It's like the endless volunteer of whatever needs to get done behind the scenes yeah, is what well, I do. This time you were front and center. Yeah, it was not easy for me, for sure. Yeah, it, I'll be honest, it wasn't an easy start for us. Well, yes. Yeah, so it's a 20-minute talk, no notes, no anything, and you have to nail it. just nail it in that first time. They, they set it up, this is going to be, what's the line they say? This is the greatest speech of your life or the something tw- like that? 20 minutes, something. They yeah. say some some very dramatic statement like that. And you, Andrea looks at each other when they said it. We're like, uh, the greatest of your <laughs> I guess for you, it is the greatest of your life. Let's be honest. It's my old life. <laughs> You pretty much nailed it. I was a virgin. (laughs) It's my only. (laughs) You are my one and only. Wow. Uh, So So they let us get the audio, share it with you today. The cool thing is, this is the first time we've shared some of the research that we did with Barna. mm -hmm. And um, so you get to hear it really shared. I think we shared about five stats. Mm -hmm. Is that about right? I don't know. Something like that. I mean, really. It's all a blur. It's <laughs> so be listening for it, right? Yeah. Listen for the new data on this tension between love and work and listen for Andre and her like first, like it's like a coming out party. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, this is exciting just for you. Uh, yeah. So it'll, it'll be quick, but hopefully something 20 minutes y'all 20 minutes, best speech of your life. Here it is. The Theo ed talk from love or work. All right, I do feel like this is a safe place. (laughs) And I feel like maybe we should share a story that many people in here have felt with their partner at one time or another. And that is our biggest fight ever. Yes. Uh, So it was one year into having our firstborn baby. And it was our first weekend away, right? It was going to be a romantic weekend. We were in Austin, Texas, and we had it all figured out, right? We were going to eat incredible food. We were going to have incredible conversations. And at the end of the night, hopefully have a little cake. Yeah. Just keep it going, baby. Okay. So, uh, so we're at the restaurant. I start the conversation. It's an awesome restaurant. It's a packed out restaurant. And I turned to you and I said, let's talk about the highs and lows of the last year. To which I responded, this entire year has been one big low. I can't remember a high besides the day our daughter was born. So yeah, in fact, I'm so tired after this year. I think I'm just going to sleep all weekend. 
Yeah. So we're trying to stay a little positive here. We, uh, this is our weekend away, first time away from the baby, and it's my birthday. Yes, because it's all about you. Yeah. You're not even going to ask me why this year has been one big low. I mean, we have this beautiful daughter, but she's still up at night. I'm taking care of her. I'm going to work full time, taking care of the house. Meanwhile, you are still traveling four days out of the week. You come and go whenever you please. And I'm just supposed to be doing it all. I'm like a single mother. And I didn't sign up to be a single mother. So this happened 10 years ago, so let's take a little break. Like, we can kind of, like, I feel like some of the emotions are coming back up again. Yes, they are. And um, it, to be fair, like, there was a lot of feelings that needed to come out, a lot of emotions that needed to be shared with me, and I wasn't there to hear it originally. And this was the start to this whole conversation. So ultimately, she stood up. She was yelling at me in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> loud. and stormed out of the restaurant we never ordered food nothing i had to chase after her down the road screaming her name and we walked all over the city of austin that night and there was no cake if you know basically you were clueless yeah I, i literally had no idea what she was talking about unfortunately i did not understand right and so maybe many of you in this room have felt what we felt that night, and that is that big tension between love and work. And as you can tell, we had two different sides to that story. I mean, you had Jeff's perspective, which was clueless, and then you had my perspective, which was reality. (laughs) Wow. But there was two different points of view, yet so often we're reading these relationship books that always come from one point of view, and usually it's a male, and usually it's a white male. Yeah, and so that's why we're both here today. We're in this together. And uh, the work that I do is I lead a nonprofit in Atlanta called Plywood People. Plywood leads a community of startups doing good. In the last 10 years, we've been able to work with over 700 startup projects. About half of those are nonprofits and half are for-profit social enterprises. But what we've noticed is that this tension between relationships and our work is interwoven as this tension all throughout the entire community. Yes, and I work for Grady Health System. I'm a physician assistant. And uh, Grady primarily takes care of the underserved and uninsured population of Atlanta. And so, I mean, as you can see, we both work, and we both love our work. We also really do both love each other, and we do love our two humans that we are trying to raise as well. Yet, this tension and this kind of intersection between all three of these is what creates that really big tension in our relationship. Yeah, and so we started asking this question. Is it possible to change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? There's a huge question that we have currently felt and been personally felt constantly throughout this entire last 10 years. (laughs) Um, And so we did what we know that we're good at. We started a project called Love or Work, and we got an Airstream and started kind of touring around the Southeast and meeting with anyone that someone would connect us to to interview. 
And over the last three years, we've now interviewed over 100 couples on this topic and asking their opinion on if this is all possible. And we started sharing it through a podcast. And then we started engaging a research company called Barner Research. And they surveyed 1,500 people on this topic nationwide. And today, we get to share the first findings with you. Yeah, I mean, this is like a constant, constant thing that we have to do. And this is a constant struggle. And in our biggest fight ever, it was really hard to figure out this tension between love and work. So there's three difficulties that we found in the midst of this. Number one, we found that everyone is exhausted. Number two, we found that we all think our purpose is most important. And number three, we all need seasons of purpose and seasons of rest. Now, I will say this. In the midst of all this, there was one consistent thing that we learned from everyone. 95% of the people that we interviewed and surveyed both believe that it is possible to do all three. So it's possible, but it's very difficult. That's right. And so let's talk about these three things. The first one is we are all exhausted. 52% of working women with children surveyed said that they are exhausted, and 45% said they are overwhelmed, as compared to 41% of men saying they are exhausted, and 28% saying they are overwhelmed. Yeah, so in the midst of trying to maintain all this stuff, someone has to sacrifice, right? Yeah, and the survey showed that we are really sacrificing a lot of things with ourselves. Uh, 43% are dissatisfied with the amount of exercise they get. 46% are dissatisfied with their sleep. Uh, Only 30% are able to take time to pray or meditate regularly. And only 8% are able to go and see a therapist or counselor. So in the midst of this, we're sacrificing ourselves. Yeah, and that's where I was at in our biggest fight ever. I mean, I was exhausted, I was burnt out, and I really did not remember the last time that I did something just for me, just to bring joy to my life that wasn't attached to a should. So I started taking a few days off of work because, as I said, I was very burned out. So this first day off I take, and I have the whole day, Jeff's at work, kids' school, and I uh, clean my house all day. That's all I did, clean my house, even the baseboards, and uh, came home, and that really just didn't help the exhaustion at all. (laughs) So day two, I think, well, everything's done in the house. I'm going to go outside, and I go outside, and I look, and there's this big, unruly garden I have. And so I take care of the whole garden all day and clean it all out. And then at the end of the day, I'm exhausted and sunburned and dehydrated as well. And that's where I interjected, because oftentimes when we think we're taking care of ourselves, we're actually just adding more productivity and not actually finding joy in our life. So I said, okay, if you take one more day off, I have given you this time to take a break. Do something for you. Find joy. Give yourself something that gives you life. 
Yes. So that day, I remember sitting there, and I'm looking at this stack of books that maybe you all have too, you know, all the books you should read, the leadership book, my medical journals, all these things. And I realized that none of those books really made me that happy, but I definitely should read them. And I do love to read. And so I downloaded a fiction novel and sat on that couch and read all day long. And it really did bring me joy. And it's one of these things that I think that God really wants us to be full of life and joy. I think she wants us to not function out of exhaustion. She wants our life to be full and fully complete. And while you were dealing with things that you should or should not do and wrestling with that tension, I obviously had to make some new habits. I needed to change how I was living. And in the midst of that next year, as we were unpacking what happened in Austin that time, I started realizing that I was prioritizing my work over my family. And we started using this new language that we started talking about together. If we change the world and if we lose our family, we lose. Yes. And we have a friend, Lori Watson, who's a therapist, and she gave us some really good advice. She talked about the 444 principle with us, which basically means that we Both I need four hours of individual time to myself weekly, and Jeff needs four hours of individual time to himself, and then we need four hours together weekly. So I know what you're thinking. Oh, that's great. I'm exhausted. You're asking me to add 12 more hours to my life. Great. I know that might seem unrealistic today, but maybe this week you could consider gifting to your partner two hours to themselves. I think what you'll quickly realize is it will transform how your relationship is operating. All right, number two, whose work is more important? Mine. (laughs) So in our research, we found that only 31% of all working couples believe that their partner is in support of their work or dream. And that number is just way too low. But that's where we were in our biggest fight ever, is that I was just, you know, going and going, but really never feeling truly supported by Jeff. And ultimately, that I just felt like he always thought his work was more important. Yeah, until until we start valuing the purpose of our partner, we will only be pursuing selfish ambitions in our life. And pursuing only selfish ambitions is never going to lead to that true connection between you and your partner and your relationship. So I had to start falling in love with how Andre does her work. And the first time I started realizing this was at a soccer game. We were in a co-ed soccer team together, and we showed up to the game a little bit early. We were on the sideline, and we were both kind of lacing up our shoes. You know, you're just waiting for the game in front of you to end. And this play happened on the soccer field where a person, it was a guy, broke, broke free from the group, and it was a one-on-one with the goalie. And he leaned back like this to hit the winning goal at the very end, but he hit the ground, hit the turf with his foot before he hit the ball. Right, And you, you imagine this moment, right? If you were sitting on the side with me and you heard the crack of his leg, 
and saw this happen with your eyes, you would do, and everyone on the sideline did exactly the same as me. We all leaned back, covered our eyes, tried not to pay attention to what was happening, right? That's what everyone would do. Well, simultaneously, Andre stood up and started running towards the problem, right? She saw this. There was an injury that happened. She had this instinct that this is why she exists, right? This is what she does. And in that moment, wow, I started falling in love watching what she is made to do and to be. And the same is true for Jeff. I love watching him investing in other people and helping them find their purpose. And yet, I mean, it's just, if we don't start looking to our partner and seeing those things that they are gifted in, and we need to fall in love with that. We need that for us to continue in our connection. Yeah, so I don't know if you've ever done this with the person that is closest to you, but have you ever stopped to actually think about what you love about what they do? You may want to think about today or maybe this week, like write them a note. Just take a moment to encourage them in what they are made to do. And the third thing is there are seasons of purpose and seasons of rest. In our research, this stat blew our mind. 59% of working couples do not use all their vacation. That's crazy. Crazy. you say you're exhausted and you don't even take your time off. This is a problem. Yes. And so during our biggest fight ever, it was a season where we were just still going forward like nothing changed in our life. And you were still working and traveling all the time. And that season needed to come to an end. Yeah. And the positive part about this story, there was a positive part of the story, right? Was that we had to go away to to actually have the conversations that we needed to have together. Like it's not until you stop the craziness of life, the busyness of your work, and actually have the ability to listen and let some of those things come out that you actually can reconnect again. Which is why before we go on vacation, we usually have another fight. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of all we're talking about. Yeah. I think people can relate with this. I mean, I'm really, really good at starting the laundry. And then, you know, forgetting to move it from the washer to the dryer to the folding. Yeah, I mean, but we wouldn't have any clean clothes if I hadn't started it. Anyways, but then everybody also knows that you want to have that clean house before you leave on vacation because coming home to a clean house after vacation is like the best feeling ever. Yeah, because that's what the rest of us want to do is create more work before we go on vacation. <laughs> but in all, in all honesty, like those are funny jokes. We all kind of operate differently and getting ready for this kind of stuff. But what we have found is every time we go away that first day, there is stuff that comes out. It's, a, it's like this, it's a beautiful thing because we've been holding things in for three weeks, four weeks, however long it's been, and we just need a time and space to be able to share what is going on within us. So it's usually like a one to two hour purge, you know, that's happening in the car or at the airport yeah, or something. When it's in the airport, it's not quite as fun, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we just need to get that out and be able to take the time because when we go away... For our, with our partner, we're going to have that time to connect with our partner. Yeah, and what's really interesting is if you stop and you schedule and have a time that you're planning to go away, 
it, it, it automatically ends a season. Most of us just keep going and going and going, and we call it a season in our work, but the season never ends. And so you have to proactively find times and schedule it to end so you can reimagine, edit, and start changing how you're operating as a couple again. Yes. I mean, ultimately, we both have these things that we love. We both, you've heard all of our work. You've heard all of the things that we're trying to do. We both have really good things that are trying to happen here. And yet it's really hard. Those three things that make it really hard, being exhausted, prioritizing whose work is more important, and then really believing in seasons of purpose and rest are all vital to this, to making it all work. Yeah, so in wrapping it up, we asked all these people these questions. We're learning every day how personally it can impact our lives, and we're beginning to share it with other people like you. Right, and... Ultimately, God has made us as two different people with very unique gifts. And I really do think that she wants us to love each other and also do our unique work that we were created to do for this broken world. It's a both and. It's not one or the other. Not one more important than the other, but a both and. Love and work. So the question isn't simply if. The question is how will we sustain in the midst of all of it together? Change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family. It's possible. Thank you. Produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.